The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The two movies that I own. I own only two movies. It's Trolls and Avengers Endgame. They're the only two movies I watch. Really? They're more connected than you'd think. Bum, bum, <laughs> bum, bum. <laughs> Welcome to The Crunch. It is your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick, and I recently did something I thought I was never going to do again. Okay, tell me. I ate a Fig Newton. Oh, Named you never after, had a Fig Newton? No, I just said I was never going to do it again. And I ate a Fig Newton oh. today. I swore I was never going to do it again. Fig Newtons, as we all know, named after Sir Isaac Newton, who mm-hmm. invented gravity. Okay. Um, because I learned that figs uh, have like a symbiotic relationship with wasps. And wasps will burrow into the figs and die. Yeah. And then the prunes will digest, or the figs will digest the, the wasp. wasp. And so there's dead wasp parts in in figs. Mm. And so I was like, well, I'm never going to eat. I was like, well, I don't eat figs. And then I was like, oh, no, no, fig newtons. I love fig newtons. And then I, I was like, I'll never eat them again. But then I saw fig newtons on the counter today, and I was like, I got to eat this fig newton. So from now on out, you're no longer eating fig newtons i could be persuaded okay so there's this really has no consequence at all nope okay great well <laughs> thanks for sharing but i have another fruit related question that, that i uh, thought about while while eating this fig newton <laughs> please let me know figs make prunes right like you squeeze a fig out and it makes a prune figs make prunes or no prunes no or is that plums babies uh plums plums don't make prunes what do plums make plums they just dance in the heads of Bavarian children. <laughs> no, when you squeeze a plum, does it make a prune? When you squeeze a plum, it makes a mess, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know how like when you dry out a grape, it makes a raisin? Yes, I prune, understand. Prune, okay, as long as we understand the concept of dried fruit. Yes. And dried apricots makes, and apricots dried, you make dried apricots. But what, 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 what is a prune originally? Pr- uh, is it uh, a fig? I, no, I think it's a date. A date, yeah, interesting. Okay, but here's here's my question then. Bad why dates. is it called why is it called prune juice? If juicing it is what makes it a prune, I think we should call grape juice raisin juice from now on. Then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's, or yeah. or we should call prune juice date juice. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> that might be why they didn't call it that. Probably why. <laughs> hey, come on over to my place. We'll have some we'll date, have some juice. date juice. Oh no. <laughs> Please don't. 
I never want to see you again. <laughs> what are they called? Dried apples. Is it just dried apples? I don't. Can you dry apples? I think it's just I apple chips. Apple chips. Yeah, there's like dried apples and, and bananas they make. They make like a chippy sort of thing, I think. I don't know much about fruit, but I do know this. <laughs> I was at a wedding this weekend. Gotcha. Okay. And there was fruit there, but... You don't have to segue. You can just tell your story. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. Need, okay, thank you. Um, it was a great wedding. It was my disciple. He just got married. Isn't that pretty exciting? Mm-hmm. It's the reason my voice is a little bit lower, a little bit deeper today. Because yeah. when do you know the song by the Isley Brothers, "Shout"? Ah, yes. <laughs> you know, you make me wanna shout. shout. For whatever reason, that song activates a primal urge inside <laughs> of me that turns me into. I just go nuts. A man who deeply loves a woman and has no way to express it other than by screaming out every lyric of that song. I've never really been like in love in that way, in the same way that the man in the song has been. But for about four minutes and 20 seconds, I, I, I come alive. (laughs) I trans it's like Jim Carrey in the mask. It's like a completely different person. Because nobody else knows, everyone knows like the shout part and like a little bit softer now, but I know all the other words because I listened to that song a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. And so I just scream it. And so my voice is a bit messed up. And also I slept in a house. I stayed, the wedding was in Stillwater, Oklahoma, which is just, I'm sorry to anybody who's from OSU, but it's just like a worse version of Manhattan, Kansas, which is really, (laughs) it's unfortunate, but um, we stayed Manhattan's in this. Air- nice. Manhattan's really nice. I tell you that. Um, I stayed in an Airbnb with all of Matthew's fraternity brothers, so it was me and about twenty dudes staying in this house. That an Airbnb that was only supposed to fit about we said five adults and five children. That's what we signed up for on the website. <laughs> and uh, I didn't. I didn't get much sleep because I was in the sleep room. But then in the rest of the house, they were playing. Uh, playing those bang bangers and boom tunes they start um, bangers and mash they started playing they started playing shout again and you were like this was like gotta get it's 3 a.m but i gotta get up gotta be there for it i'm the same way with the song africa by toto but like yeah. before the meme you know what i mean yes it was before the meme before father dan ruined anyone unironically liking africa by toto father dan did yeah, well, now he always brings it up. I tweeted about Jimmy Buffett. He said, why don't you like Africa by Toto? I was like, I, what? <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But the reason I bring up the wedding ah. is because there were two remarkable moments that I just wanted to share with you. Weddings. I think weddings are great. Can we talk weddings? about weddings Yeah. Can we for just a talk second? about the whole time, weddings? Have you Big. been to a wedding recently? I have been to a wedding recently. Don't you just love the the whole atmosphere, the whole environment? It's so nice. It's so great. Yes. Um, I so I saw the uh, all the fraternity guys. They picked up Matthew and Eliza on chairs, uh-huh. and they played that song. Um, you raise me up, when <laughs> I am. you know. And like when he said that, they lifted the chairs. You know, you raise me up, and it was so cool. And I was watching these twenty dudes like hold up their friend and his wife. And I was like, dang, that's what that's what good community is. And that's what I was standing there. And I was like yeah, crying. Yeah. And I was like, wow, Ethan, you're really moved by this. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I'm crying yeah. because this is great content for my next podcast. <laughs> I'm 
crying because I can just see the podcast numbers roll in. Mm-hmm. And it just makes me feel so happy that I'm getting this much content and engagement. But I just think of that's something that I don't see or I haven't seen at a lot of the other weddings or maybe a lot more of the guests are. I mean, I've been to a lot of fraternity guy weddings. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so a lot of my other friends' weddings, not that they have not very good guy friends or not that they don't have great brotherhood with their with their Catholic brothers, but you just don't see things like that where all the dudes will get together and do crazy stuff and pick them up and sing special songs and do all those things with just dudes that were friends because of the Catholic Center in college. Yeah. And so I get kind of annoyed when people just completely discount fraternities and sororities because there's real long-lasting community that can come out of it. Absolutely even if there are some uh, adverse side effects. And so I was just thinking <laughs> that whole time, like, man, how do we get this? Like, how do we get guys to really love each other and care about each other in this way without all of the the sin that m- could come along with it, you know? And so I'm just, yeah, that was one thing that I was like, wow. I was really, really struck by it in the moment. And I had to, like, step outside and just, you know, actually like pray for a second and be like, this was, nice. that was really, really cool. Really amazing. That's weddings, why I love weddings because you weddings see should stuff move like you that. to prayer. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Marriages, marriages should be something that like points you towards the, the, the wedding feast of the lamb, right? Yeah. It should be, <clears throat> it should be, that should be, that's what we're reminded of. And that's what priests should preach about at weddings. I told it's uh, father, Anthony already knows this, so it's not, it's not a big surprise, but I, I, I told him, I told him that I want him to do my wedding eventually. Mm-hmm. And I told him that if he if he spends more than five minutes talking about me and Phoebe and making jokes, I'm never gonna be his friend again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I was like I was like don't don't turn this into like a and obviously Father Anthony would never do this because he hates doing that stuff like this on. Whenever Father Anthony makes a joke during a homily, he keeps his face incredibly straight, and you're like, was that a joke? It's very funny, <laughs> but um. I'm like I'm like you you will not turn this into a 10 minute stand up bit about how like goofy I am. This is not this is not what it's about. Because like a lot of a lot of weddings weddings have are this incredible opportunity where like people who are usually not in a church are in a church. You know, like the only other time that the, some some sometimes people are only in churches for weddings and funerals. And like yeah. funerals might not be the right time to do this, but a happy occasion like a wedding is a great time to be like, "Hey, this is what the, the way that this man loves this woman is the way that Jesus Christ loves you. Bang. Right? Like that, the, it, but greater. So like, except his doing love. that at a funeral. The way that this person is dead is how Jesus died for you. <laughs> I mean, it's not wrong, but it's, it's not like wrong, not but the well. time. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, you can definitely say the way this person lived his life for others is the way Jesus Christ lived and died for you. That's, that's fair. That's, that's good. That's better. Better yeah. than what I would say if I were him. A priest <laughs> if i were a priest. <laughs> um and the other thing too that i saw was was matthew's parents and the way that they were dancing and like Aww. looking at each other <sighs> they're they're such a great couple and and i love Good. them a lot and Good. i got to really know his family a lot this year um just because i also his younger brothers in one of my bible studies at tulsa and so it's just like i'm really close with that family and so just seeing them the parents dancing and just from a distance just the way that they were looking at each other and smiling you could just tell that they are still so in love and that Jesus is at the center of their whole life and goals i know and i was like wow that's that's amazing and uh yeah so i just want to shout out anybody who is at the the wells wedding um wow truly 
if you got my business card, if you found it hidden under the pew that I stashed beforehand, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. This is like this is probably like a really a really not uh not kosher thing to say socially, but like I don't understand why people wouldn't want that. Wouldn't want what? That like that kind of marriage in the Oh, future. I thought you were talking about me promoting my podcast at their wedding. I don't understand why people <laughs> want me promoting their podcast at the wedding. Um, <laughs> speaking of promoting the podcast, I have a cool thing in the mail, but I got a cool thing in the mail today, but okay. I I wasn't we'll, expecting it. But anyway, I will talk about this. We'll get to um, it. Um I it's just like I see couples like that that are like just so in love. And then yeah. I hear people our age talking about how they like never want to get married. And yeah. I'm just like, why? What? It's so why? weird. Like I get, I understand. I understand as a young person at the age of 20 being like, I don't mm. want to be married right now as a 20 year old. Right. But I just, I think it's very short sighted to say there is not a chance that I will ever want to get married. Cause like, I don't know. It's just having someone love you like that is like, just the freaking best it's better than anything yeah i i was even i was like talking to someone um at the wedding and was just saying like i think she was she was dating someone and i was like and i knew they had been dating for a while i was like yeah do you see you know you being with with this guy you know in this situation anytime soon and she was like and i was like what uh-huh. Why are you dating him if you go lach when someone brings up marriage? Like, it, I, I don't know. It, it just seemed really that that idea and that mindset comes up a lot in people. And I just think that they're scared of, I don't know, commitment <laughs> or like, but if you're scared of commitment, why are you dating? I don't know. I don't, I don't pretend to understand it, but I'm also, I made a joke because I emceed the rehearsal dinner, which was a ton of fun. <laughs> nice. And um, I said something like, what's up, everybody? Welcome to, to their wedding. Uh, I've never been married. I have no plans of being married, and I have no prospects. So I'm perfectly situated <laughs> to be your MC today. And everyone thought that was really funny. But I, I said it out loud, and I was like, wow, that's kind of sad. I need to go talk, think about how sad I am. <laughs> and I have no prospects. That's no not prospects. sad as a 22-year-old. That's fine. I'm 23. Oh, yeah. Well, then never mind. I was wrong. <laughs> I forgot I'm 22. <laughs> yeah. I'm 23. No, it's okay. It's not actually sad, but weddings always hit you in that heart place where you're like, man, this is a, a great desire of my heart to be in a good, loving relationship. And if you're not in one during the wedding, you're just like, wow. At yeah, least the first, I have the, first, the dessert first wedding, table. The first wedding of my adult life was like the day after Phoebe and I started dating. So nice. It was it was good timing. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was the thing that you got in the mail? Oh, wait, what? You said. Oh, 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 oh I was like, how'd you know about that? But yeah, I was. You okay, just so, said it. My my dad my dad sent me a care package. My mom and my dad sent me a care package. My mom recently went on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic. Oh, nice, Della! Right, shout Way to out. Go. She was like she was like drafted last minute by our youth minister from back home, and she was like, I don't "What know round if I did she this. go in? Uh, was she a first round draft pick? Second honestly, round? she should have been first round. It, if if she wasn't, if she wasn't, I would be incredibly disappointed in. We're care all upset. But um. This is Nick's, I think, third time going to the Dominican Republic <coughs> on this mission trip. But my mom had never chaperoned before. And so she she went. She sent me this picture of her with this, like, young Dominican girl, like, 
four years old that just latched onto her and was like, you're Aww. my new mom now. <laughs> and I was like, uh-huh. she was like, I made a friend. Um, but she, she sent me, uh, she bought me a Mary statue. It was like hand carved in the Dominican and it's like really pretty. That's nice. And um, that is a like care McDonald's. package. Yeah. Sorry. That is a care package. It is a care package. It's like spiritual care. Spiritual and then care. my dad sent me a bunch of cookies um, mm. and pineapple socks. And, um, and he took a bunch of crunch stickers and he has a bunch of he has a bunch of magnetic sheets, um, and he he laid all the stickers out and cut them, and so we have a bunch of crunch magnets now. Oh, really? Like magnets? Yeah. Magnets, magnets. Magnets. That yeah, stick, magnets. Magnets that, that like stick to, to a fridge or a car. <sighs> yeah. How many do I get? Um, I don't know. They're pretty heavy, so they don't mail very easy. And okay, I, so you're not like, willing to sacrifice for me? I will sacrifice for you, just for you. I'll, I'll yeah. let you know how many we have, but it looks okay. like there's at least. At least 25 here. You know what would be a good way for us to get those magnets to each other? To hang out in person. If someone... At a live show. Brought us in for a live show. Never <laughs> if someone s- brought us in for a live show... I'm never going to stop pushing even- for that until it happens again. <laughs> we got to do it. It's going to be so fun. I know. All right. Anyway, speaking of live shows. Do you remember when we got in at Seek 2019 because we told all of our followers to brigade that focus post? <laughs> and then it was the most attended podcast out of all of them? Yeah, and then how we still haven't heard about SLS twenty twenty, and I'm there's still time. There's still time. Is there still time? I listen. Let me tell. Let me just be a moment of transparency. The internal focus communication about SLS twenty hasn't even really begun yet. So oh, perfect. Okay, good. (laughs) I wouldn't. I wouldn't be worried. People are still fundraising. Nobody's back on campus yet. There's still. There's still time. So that's funny. Yeah. All right. Um. I. So in my drive back yesterday from the wedding, was that yesterday? Wow. It was a four-hour drive in my new car, which was very fun to my just new drive. My new car. Um, and I got to drive people all around the city in Stillwater, which was great. I just I felt, I felt so alive, Patrick. But I was driving back, and I was listening to a podcast. And you know which podcast I was listening to? Clearly speaking. Um, Crunching foxes. Nope. Well, I did listen to those, but I listened to those on the way down. On the way back, have you been listening to Gomer talk about the the fire thing? Oh yeah, the the financial independence retire early. Yeah, I actually yeah. like listened to a couple of their episodes, and I'm kind of hooked on it. I'm yeah, like, it's very like it's very like, hey, look how easy money can be. Yeah, and I to, for the longest time, money has just been this nebulous, liquid sort of. It's up there somewhere and i don't really know where to put it except i just know i don't have any of it (laughs) one of two bank accounts either it's going to be checking or savings and they're really just right next to each other and they don't have any real difference because i just it's you know they're just there i have three bank accounts really what's your what's your third bank account oh wait no i think i have five oh my gosh yeah so i have one for crunch stuff so that's a separate savings account and then i have a a money market account that's like my savings account that i never savings savings like it's like basically buried yeah and then i have um i have two checking accounts because that's just how pnc works they give you two checking accounts what does pnc mean pnc is pittsburgh national corporation it's a bank it's like yeah it's yeah it's, it's a big bank around here and then, um, so that's where that's where my paycheck goes. So it doesn't go directly into my swipey swipe uh-huh. account. Yeah. So like, I can't accidentally spend my entire paycheck in one day. So how does stuff get into your swipey swipe account? I have to manually transfer it. There's no automatic transfer. 
there is, but I refuse to do it. So okay. every time I every time I run out of money, I have to manually. Gotcha. It's like it's like asking your mom for money every time you need it, but instead I'm my mom. Oh. <laughs> so I'm like, great. oh, I'm out of money. Patrick, can I have some more money? Patrick, sure, like, Patrick. Okay, sure, but only this much. And I'm like, okay, Patrick. It's very, it's very, it's very good. But, it works. <laughs> yeah. So in terms of budgeting, there's no budgeting. No, there is budgeting going on, but. Yeah, and this summer, I just want to I want to open this conversation with you because I, I trust your opinion, and I know that you'll set me straight if I'm going astray, okay? Sure, absolutely. So I have been thinking a lot about budgeting this summer. Budgeting is very because important. Because, right, not that I was a bad steward of, of my money last year, um, but, yeah, because I was saving a lot for a car, and so I didn't really have the option to just spend all over the place. But now that I've purchased a car and I have no really like big thing to be saving for right now, except I guess a house down the road, I'm I'm like, wow, I really need to budget and just make sure I know where all of my money go- is going instead of just saying, I'm going to save it all for this car, right? And yeah. so I've been trying to pay more attention to that. So I kind of built up a budget, been paying more attention to this money stuff. Um, and then listening to Gomer talk about FI, the financial independence, and how he like just put a bunch of money into – a Roth IRA for the first time. I know he's investing yes. for the first time. And it's like, it, it made me realize like, okay, it's never really too late. Cause if he's doing that with four kids, you know, I can really start paying attention to that stuff now at, Absolutely. you know, 15 years younger than him or however old he's not 38 yet. Is he? I don't know. 12 years younger than somewhere around there. And so, and then I, I got to this next sort of logical step in my thinking, right? Because the whole idea, this is radical and I really need you to stick with me on here. Okay. The whole idea of financial independence is so that you can be financially independent by putting away in savings 25 times your yearly or your annual, annual expenses. So mm-hmm. if you need $30,000 a year to live, right, as a single person or whatever, you know, that's rent, utilities, food, all that stuff. Yeah. 30,000 times 25 is 750,000. And according to the math that they use, that's approximately as much as you'll need to be able to withdraw your annual expenses every year without losing on your principal, right? So the money is good. You'll be able to invest that and save it, and the money will keep regenerating, and you won't lose any money, but it's also enough to, to withdraw and have extra for emergencies and, and those sorts of things, right? So if you save up that amount of money, you don't have to work anymore because you can have your yearly expenses just from your investments, right? That, sure. that you can yeah. pull every year, right? It makes sense. I want to stop you right there because you're saying 30000 now as a single person. Yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on. Obviously, you're going to have mar- get married and have kids, but you're not going to retire in 10 years. You're going to retire in how long? I don't know. That's the question. But if you're going to live another if you're going to live another 60 years, you have to adjust that figure for inflation. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to get too deep into it. I just started okay, reading cool, it the other cool. day, but I'm just I'm letting I'm just letting the people who might not know about it understand the bare bones of what it is and so their thought is is like if you save this much money adjusted for inflation and adjusted for life changes and all those things then you will no longer have to work and you can live off of that money and i'm not saying that i'm just going to be like all right that's my goal is to not work and just live off of this (laughs) thing right but taking practices from what they're preaching of really having a 40 to 50 percent savings because it's really made me think like, okay, it's actually not insane to go take a higher paying job. And I've been thinking a lot about like the engineering degree that I have, you know, yeah. 
and so I'm like, what, but where is the, and then I'm thinking about the readings that we had this past weekend about like, where is your treasure? You know, are you building it up in barns? Are you tearing down new barns to build bigger barns? You know, all these things. Yeah. And so I'm like, where, what's the, what's the Christian sort of approach? What is the, the virtuous approach to, let's say if I, in theory, I, I quit focus right after this year, I finished my two years and I go into engineering and I start making two times as much as I'm making now. Um, and I start wanting to work towards that. Would that be bad? Is that a bad thing to work towards? Is that naive? Am I stupid? Um, or, or is it like something that's very possible and something that could actually like serve the church ultimately? That's what I'm trying to figure out. And I really just started wrestling with this like two days ago. So I'm like, gotcha. yeah, yeah. what do you think? Tell me your thoughts. So thank you. I, I think I, I, it's absolutely immoral to be an engineer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> That's what I wanted to hear. Thank you and good night. <laughs> and good night, everybody. If you're an engineer, you're out of here. Um, that rhymed. Uh, I mean, it's not. I, I think. I think your two options were: is it is it completely naive, or is it going to serve the church? I don't think those are the only two things. Those are not the only two consideration. options. No, of course not. It's like it's also where your passions are, where you're like not passions in the in the like the flighty sense of like where. Where are you going to be personally filled and personally called? I I have this I have this understanding of myself that I can succeed in a lot of things if I quote just put my mind to it, right? But just putting your mind to it is not easy. Yes. If you don't love it. Yes. Right? It's like I feel like I could be a really great lawyer. Mm. I'm very charismatic. I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at reading, right? I I feel like I, I feel like I have a good handle on how like law works and arguments and like justice and all this stuff and I love all of that. But I feel like if I actually went to law school mm. and like actually put my put my entire self, I would lose myself in that. I would just get so dried out and yeah. sad. Yeah. Trying to follow that goal. Who knows? I might I might change my mind later and pursue that. But even so, like it's it's just it's something that I could do, but it's not something that would be worth my time, even though it would be worth more money, right? And so right. this 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 goal of financial independence is important, but it is a tertiary thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not even secondary, right? Like the primary goal is where is God calling you? Absolutely. Right? To holiness. Okay. Then the second thing you have to take into consideration is like what makes what what makes me like personally fulfilled? Mm. So like what what does God want me to do? And then he's not going to give you a straight up answer, right? He's not going to say, go be youth minister in Pittsburgh or go be a focus missionary at Tulsa. Right. right. He's, it's like, where does God want me to go? And then where, where do I feel personally called? Right. And then third is like, how can I, how can I as a lay person continue to feed myself and my family? Right. That That's, that's like the third thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once you have all of that in place, then you can start working with the money that you have to become financially independent, et cetera. So it's and, quadriary. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a fourth thing. It's yeah. not a first thing. Yeah. And even, even so it's not even the, the answer to the answer to money problems is never more money. That's correct. If you have money problems, more money will actually be more money will actually beget more problems, problems. as the saying goes. <laughs> um, money is not a solution. Money that won't fix like a money problem. Cause you don't have a money problem. There's the old sayings like you don't have a money problem, you have a spending problem, or you don't have a money problem, you have like a man- yes. a budgeting problem. Yes. So you got to fix that first. Mm-hmm. Um, and having like having like small tiny goals can give you an idea of how long it's going to take you to achieve that big goal, right? Because like you talk right. about a Roth IRA, 
that's yeah. something that you can open tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Just you can oh, you can just do it. It's yeah. not you like if you find a, if you find a good invest an investor, you could just do it. But should you? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out. Is like so where's the where's, where's the, the line in all of this? Like when when do I start? Okay, I'm like, do I save? This is what I don't understand about money. Right, is the thing. I yeah. okay. Let's be honest. Right, let's at the root of this. Is I for me personally, this is not a, a comment on my employer. Is I don't think that focus is a long term fit for me. Right, like I don't okay. think I'm not going to be doing this for ten years, twenty years, thirty years. Right, until yeah. I retire. So. I'm thinking of the mindset of like, where am I going to end up after this, regardless of how long that is, whether that's this year or next year, or the year after that, I don't know. But I'm trying to think about these bigger things. And, you know, if I do start to date and then have a family and all of that stuff, how does yeah. that fit into, you know, because I'm already, I've already made steps towards, I've made steps in two directions, right? I have lots of engineering experience with internships and things and then I have lots of experience in ministry and podcasting and, and all of this stuff. And so it's not that I have to choose between these two things, but these two things make the most sense. Yeah. And so it's it's like after focus, what's the what's the play? And then unfortunately, money is like a part of the conversation. And so thinking about how to virtuously approach money and saving and all of that stuff is something that I have really just started to think about. And so I'm, I'm like, that's, that's where it, that's the root of all of this is it's me just being lost <laughs> and yeah. confused. And I don't know um, what that is. And I, I can't be the only one that feels like this, Pat. I can't. It has so this to be, is like, this is like less of a discerning your future thing and more of a money thing, or is it more of a discerning your future thing and less of a money thing? It's more of a discerning my future thing with, and less of a money thing. Like I care about the money because I yeah. want to be a good I want to be able to give my money away properly. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not trying to have more money so I can have better stuff. I want to be able to have more money so that I have the freedom to give it wherever I can. I, can, I want yeah. to give it. You know, well, you can really only do three things with money, right? You can save it, you can spend it, or you can give it. And how you do that depends on where you're at in life. Yeah, and what what you're trying to accomplish right now. Yeah. So it, it's it's generally assumed, right, that you should tithe. That's just a good idea. Oh, Let's absolutely. Just get that right off the bat. It's, but was, you should tithe. But it's generally assumed that you're not in a place where you can give a lot of money right now. So let's just take that off the table in terms of like, in terms of like outside of tithing. Let's just take that away. Like you're not you're not going to be giving multi million dollar charitable donations to people. Not um, yet. Not yet, baby. <laughs> That's what this podcast is for. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna become millionaires and then we're gonna give it all away. Um, you should have a rainy day fund. Like that's that's just like bottom line. You should have money saved. How much is that? Generally, you can you can get away like a thousand dollars in a savings account is like a pretty solid rainy day fund, especially oh, yeah. as a young person. Oh yeah. There's really no emergency you're gonna run into that's gonna get it's gonna get you more than a thousand dollars in the hole. You can up it by five hundred or take take five hundred away, but a thousand dollars is like a good a good base set to be at. And once you're there, what do you start working on? You start working on your debt and getting out of debt. Because if you're not out of debt, a large pile of money sitting in your bank account is not going to do you any good. Um, yes. If you're not out of debt, a retirement fund is not going to do you any good because eventually you're just going to have to pay off a huge pile of debt with that retirement fund. So before you do any kind of saving and investing, you need to first have that rainy day fund and then get out of debt. Then you should start saving three to six months of your income so that if you lose your job all of a sudden, you can at least live three to six months comfortably 
and not be freaking out and not having any headaches. Or if you like, if you pop a tire, you need to fix it. Or if you have like your heater breaks or something, you can fix it. Uh, and then once you have those three things done, then you can start doing retirement stuff. Yeah. This is like, this is like the Dave Ramsey baby steps thing. You love Dave. But Ramsey. it's like, I do because it's just really easy. And some of his stuff I don't really agree with. I, I think he puts too much of an emphasis on investment. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, I think that, I think that, um, I don't know. There's there's something that can be said about the way that he 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 approaches he approaches money. He was, he, he was like talking about his friend who bought like a three million dollar mm-hmm. uh, a three million dollar private jet, and he was like, my friend bought a three million dollar private jet, but he's worth ten billion dollars. So he's like, him buying a private jet is like you buying a biscuit. And I'm like, right. yes, that's true. But also think of how many biscuits he could buy for poor people that don't have biscuits. It's like don't just buy a private jet because right. you can. So he he kind of he kind of goes a little like libertarian when it comes to like once you're out of debt you can do whatever the heck you want. So I don't really agree with him on that because they're but what it comes because what it comes down to is stewardship is like if you are faithful in little things you will be faithful in big things. Now that doesn't mean just because if you're faithful with little money you're going to get a lot of it. But if you are faithful with what you have, you know that if you go and get like a bigger engineering job, if you are faithful with a smaller amount of money, you can be sure that if you ever come into a large amount of money later you'll be faithful with it and you're not going to squander it right off the bat. You're not going to be like, Oh, I can buy whatever I want. Right. So, yeah. So yeah, I, it's just those, those first three steps are like something super easy that young mm-hmm. people can grasp onto. And I'm working, I'm working my way through them. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And I'm thinking, I, I totally agree with everything that you said, but I think the the more interesting question is, is sort of the financial independence model of, oh, I'm going to save, right? Let's get all my ducks in a row. I'm going to save a crap ton of money so that I can quit my job and live off of, you know, whatever. Is that a Christian way to view money and work? Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Cause that's what that's I mean, yes, there's all these like, oh man, I want to do right, you know, with get everything in order and make sure that I'm where God wants me to be and make sure I'm doing something that's actually where I should be and what I want to be doing and all these things. But also is it is it good, like capital G good? Yeah. So I don't know. This this reminds me of another thing that I because I don't I don't know a lot about fire, but I do I do have opinions. I, I um, believe it. That's so why we're here, baby. 
That's why we're here, baby. But I, I saw this other thing that's kind of strikes me as the opposite of fire. It was this the guy, one of the guys on Shark Tank was like, I retired at 35, and then I was like, I hate being retired. I want to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And he's like, so I just kept working. Oh yeah, the of, bald guy who's angry. Yeah, he was like, he was like, I. I kept working and because it's immoral for you not to work and you got to work no matter what. And I was like, okay, that's like the other side of the spectrum. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think there is a middle ground. I think it's just both of these things are vices without, without the cross. Right. So like, so like in, in Dante's Inferno in the sixth level of hell, I've talked about this in the podcast before. I believe it. There's, there's a circle for those who struggle with greed or for who have given into greed and those who have um, given into uh, gluttony with their with their spending, and it's um, the people they're divided on two sides of a mountain, and they're pushing sacks of money back and forth, screaming, "Why do you spend or why do you save?" Mm. Back and forth, um, and so the, this 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 image was like, in my head, it was okay. There's two extremes, and even in the middle, they're still screaming at each other. There's no like. There really is no middle of the road. The point, the point of it is like we need to baptize both of our both our work and our money because the work, the work that we're called to do from the garden, right, to till and to fill the garden is no longer the work that we can do. We can't do the same work we were supposed to do in the Garden of Eden. It's a new job. The work that we're supposed to be doing now is the work of the kingdom of heaven, right? And so the work of the kingdom of heaven is twofold, actually saving souls through your family. And also um, renewing and perfecting the temporal order, which is something that John Paul II said in Christi Fidelis Leci, which is his document on the lay faithful and their role in the church. And he says they're called to renew and perfect the temporal order, which means essentially just like making society good as best as it can be. And in that way, we will prepare our hearts for heaven. Hmm. So that's that's like that, those are like the principles that I'm coming at this from. Yeah. So then, where would I go with that? Is if you are going to become financially dependent, independent, and retire early, just make sure you don't lose your interdependence. Right. Like we were ultimately called to be interdependent as human beings. Mm. We can't just become like this island of well, I have all this money, so like I don't have to do nothing. Right. Um, oh yeah. We're also, we're also not called to be this like. Oh, you have all that money and you're not you're not doing anything. Well, you're lazy and you got to start working. There's some of this like you still have a responsibility to the common good, but now you don't have to worry about the financial constraints. Right. You, you can, can just, just you, you can, can just, just yeah. help society, which sounds super like a jerk when I say it that way. But like you can help, uh, you know, the kingdom of God. You know, work for the kingdom of God in a multitude of ways instead of being restrained. Not yeah. that, but I don't want to talk about work as if it's a restraint because there's obviously good that you can do in the workplace too. Well, no, it's just, you're not, it's not that you're constrained by the workplace. It's that you're no longer constrained with that tertiary concern, right? Remember yeah. like the three concerns are like, uh-huh. what God, what does God want? Yeah. What do I want? And then what's the most financially viable? Now you only have to worry about two things instead of three things. That's true. Boom. And that seems like a good thing to me because yes. in, I, I think, I mean, obviously God wants us to not worry, right? Yes. And so there are some ways where it's like, yeah, I just need to give this over to God and I I can't, there are things that I cannot control, but there are things that I can control also. And God gave you that control so that you could exercise that control with his grace. And so, yeah. And so resigning yourself to just be like, ah, man, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to work till I'm in the grave. It's like, (laughs) 
because that's a, I think that's a common mindset between people of our age of, man, there's no way Social Security is going to run out. It's going to be over for us. I'm going to have to work till I'm dead. Sure. I mean, it is. Yes. <laughs> I, but those are all true things. But that doesn't have to be that way if you, yeah, it's uh, like you said, it's just starting at the basics and doing 1% at a time instead of trying yeah. to do 50% of it at a time. You know, you can start by not getting Starbucks every day and n- not paying for Netflix anymore and not paying for like, there's yeah. lots of things that you can do that will then, like, I that, mean, and think of it in, in terms of how it connects to the broad, broader picture of things. Cause it's like, it's really hard to think, Oh, I'm going to make a peanut butter sandwich every day. So I save money. It's like, yes, you're doing that, but it's really what I'm going to make a peanut butter sandwich every day so that I can more effectively spread the kingdom of heaven on earth. Yeah, eventually it's like it's to that it's to that end where it's like I'm I'm not saving money because I want to have more money so I can be secure. It's my security right. breeds more like good work. And also security is like the second most important thing that we need as human beings after food, water and shelter. Mm-hmm. It's like the That's second the second Camp Laszlo's hierarchy have, of needs. Yeah, man. And so like <laughs> as an adult, we have a responsibility to like make sure we're taking care of ourselves. I mean, you learn how to take care of yourself in when you're a kid, you learn how to take care of yourself like hygienically, hopefully. It's like axe showers don't count. Um and then when you're in college, you hopefully if you have like a meal plan, you learn how to take care of yourself in terms of like your body, oh, like yeah. hopefully you learn how to take care of your body. But now it's like you have to learn how to take care of your social welfare, your social well-being. Mm. Um and like these steps are the the ba- if you if you haven't heard of Dave Ramsey like I I I suggest checking him out DaveRamsey.com. It's like the baby steps are really simple and easy stuff. They get really complicated as you go down, but the first four are pretty simple. The fourth one is like open a Roth IRA, which means a a retirement account that is uh, post tax. So when you pull it out when you retire, you're you not don't get taxed, taxed on for it. it. Unlike a four hundred one k, very important. You can get a Roth four hundred one k. You can. I think so. So you're not taxed on either end? Yes. That's wild. Yes. So, and there are ways to diversify it, which I finally now know what people mean when they say diversify Diversify. your portfolio. But then, like, the reason why you have to do that is because here's the thing. You could get a 1% return on investment one year and then the next year and the next year, and it it could, or the stock market crash, and you could be ruined. Like, that's that's a possibility, too. What's up, baby? So like, We're ready to be ruined financially. There's really, there's really no, there's no, um, there's no guarantees in this world in terms Whoa. of financial security. You know, even if you follow these steps, that's the things that these, these, these companies won't tell you, Dave Ramsey Fire won't tell you, mm-hmm. because it's the sorry truth is that um, you could have a debilitating illness halfway through your life and not be able to work again, and you didn't do disability insurance correctly, or you did, and you're you're gonna be you're gonna have the money you're gonna have. You're, you're not you're not gonna get out of it, but you're gonna live a comfortable life, but you're not gonna have this extravagant life you plan. Um, so a number of things could happen that hurt you financially, an unexpected expense that's now recurring mm-hmm. that can happen. Um, but that's where you have to trust the providence of God that like he's giving you this because it's going to purify you. Yeah. Um, he's getting, and, and all suffering in this world is going to get you to heaven quicker. Um, St. Paul says in Romans eight, I, I have found that the sufferings of this world are not to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And that's, that's what we're dealing with here is like money is suffering, honestly, because it's stressful and you can never have enough of it. And, you're like, 
always worried about it and you're like, oh no, am I going to make it? Even if you're totally fine, you still have this anxiety, but it purifies you. It makes you more detached. Something that I just heard uh, that I don't know, I don't know why it struck me, but it was um, like, if God is all knowing and all powerful and all good, then anything that happens must be good. Like anything at all. In some grand scheme of things, like some, like obviously, like deliberate evils are not good in and of themselves, but the the yeah. suffering that is brought about by those evils is good because it brings us closer to Jesus on the cross, which is well, yeah, like, like nuts to think about, you know? Like there's nothing that God would allow to happen that does not ultimately lead to a greater good. Yeah, just, just like Isn't that weird? everything that happens is good only because, just be purely because it is good. Like because it happens, it is good. Yeah. And then, um, Satan twists it into something evil, mm-hmm. but God twists it back into yes. something greater than it ever could have been before, like a divine churro. I was going to say we're like a washcloth just getting wrung out. And nope, <laughs> it's a divine churro. We can be a your divine sufferings churro. are like a divine churro. Great, you can you can write that, put that on your website if you want, Patrick. I will. It's a good quote for you. I wanted to say that in a in a talk on a lead week that I did, but I forgot. So here it is on the podcast, the Great. Divine Churro. We are the is that was it in the same context or did you just modify the It was in the same context. Oh, yeah. wow. It wasn't about money, it was about suffering, but yeah. Look at that. Yep. Yeah, man. I but I think uh, practically like I really want to start taking some more of these steps of um looking at my financials and looking where they're where they're coming in and where they're going out and yeah. I joke about all the time like people will come up to be like Ethan are you you know like you do you, when you're fundraising like do you tell people that you like eat ramen you know to try and get them to make more money it's like I do tell them that I eat ramen but that's just because I actually do eat ramen and not because I'm trying to get <laughs> any more money because I'm already pretty frugal like, I don't I do eat yeah. out a lot but that's because students eat out a lot and that's where I mean it's just a part of the job so yeah. I try to, what you can do is you can eat before you go and then only order alcohol, which is what I do. Exactly. Or just get a water or Boom. bring your sandwich to the restaurant. Because the waiter's not going to care. Tip them anyway. Yeah. It's cheaper than buying food and tipping them. Um, and I think there's yeah. there's good to be found there because I think it's really easy just to say, oh, th- I'm too busy. This is too hard. I'm going to eat out. Or this is, I'm too busy. This is too hard. I'm just going to order this thing on Amazon instead of going and getting it or finding it cheaper or thinking, do I really actually need this? Or even this is another one that I've really been like, do I really need to order books or should I just go to the library? Oof. You know, because I want, I want to have books, right. But I, do I really need to be buying every single book I want to read? Probably not. Staring at my beautiful, beautiful bookshelf right now. I know. It's so pretty. Not that you, I mean, but then that's, or even if you want to own, really want to own a book, go to a used bookstore. Go to a, oh, yeah, yeah like find places where you can get them for cheap instead of just feeding the Amazon machine. I needed, I needed a, uh, well, actually, I got this off of Amazon, but I needed an, I, <laughs> I was like thinking about buying an iPad and I was like, I, mean, I need yeah. it for work. I'm going to use it for this. I'm going to use it for that. And I was like, I was sitting on it for about a month. First of all, it was not an impulse buy. You sit on it for a while. Oh, yeah. And then, I like had a bunch of reasons why I needed it. And I was like, all right, cool. I guess I'll buy this. And I like shopped around. Then I found one. I found one, like an older one refurbished and used for 200 bucks. Whoa. I know. That's a deal. I was like, that's a steal. That's a bargain. I'm getting it. It didn't even have, it didn't even come with a real charger, but I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And I call, I I emailed the company and they were like, okay, fine. And I was like, ha. But anyway, um, 
yeah, I, I also want to suggest to you, Ethan, that Please. I, I wish I wish I had thought of this. Um, definitely get a handle on budgeting before you have to worry about insurance. I thought you were going to say definitely get a handgun. That's definitely get a hand. The discourse has entered into my brain too quickly. The discourse. Get a handle on um, my budgeting before I get insurance. Yes. Well, I have to have insurance to drive my car. So sorry. Oh, uh, well, there you go. I, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, I mean, I mean like, I mean like health, health insurance, insurance, life insurance, yeah. disability. Yeah. Because those are all, those are all things that you need. Eventually you don't need life insurance if you're single. Um, but like I, am realizing now more and more i have to change my residency to pennsylvania which means i have to be off my mom's car insurance Mm -hmm. um and so i'm like and i also have to be off my mom's health insurance soon and so for other reasons and i was like oh no i have to deal with this and also budgeting because like right now my budget has like had like a few a few categories it's like food housing simple right like really simple stuff and now it's going to be like budgeting and, and like utilities and uh yeah all this stuff so anyway living in a rectory has been wild stuff oh i believe it <laughs> it's like flat rate every month it's real nice real nice i think i'm gonna get into real estate <laughs> don't do it don't do it <laughs> oh man my parents went into real estate you know when they went into real estate 2006 you know what happened two years later <laughs> oh no no it wasn't 2006. well patrick i'll tell you this it was, it's um, a bull market right now we got to get in. Is it? I don't know. Is it? I have no clue. <laughs> Do you think I know? I just know what bull market means. Do you think I have anybody I would know? Um, I uh, I spoke at my parish youth group last night, which was great. Um, but I forgot, since I was with college students all summer, I just forgot how insane teenagers are. You forgot how what? Insane teenagers are. Oh, yeah. They're pretty crazy. We played volleyball, and this one kid regardless of what was happening in the game around him, anytime a volleyball would come near him, he would just take his arms as if to like bump it like a normal volleyball move. And he would rocket them back behind his head as hard as possible and launch the ball halfway across the yard every single time. Why? Cause he thought it was so funny, but it delayed the, like we had to wait for five minutes for someone to run and go get it and come back and serve it again. And he, but he did it every volley. I was like, come on. I'm Gosh, trying to dang it. I was just, trying to play. I was like, rotate, rotate, your serve, your I was like trying to get the game going because I love playing volleyball. And this kid, there's gonna be two hits. This freaking kid. You hitting the ball five thousand yards away and me hitting your face. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you just retweet me during the podcast? I did just retweet you during the podcast. Did you just check your notifications during the podcast? I also made the tweet that you retweeted during the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. <laughs> a lot of content. I'm so excited. I'm so happy with this tweet. Lot, I love this tweet. A lot of content. We worked coming. on it together. We did. It was a um, joint. I should I should have signed our names <laughs> at the bottom. Um last but I was just my point being is that I don't know I don't know how you deal with high schoolers every day because I, I was there for about an hour and I wanted to kill that kid. <laughs> my high schoolers, my high schoolers are like super they're super on their best behavior all the time they're real low-key and chill and they're awesome mm. we love them um the the most extra person in our youth group is father anthony uh, <laughs> he's the wildest teen that there is so we had we had a uh, we had a, a an italian themed youth night last night uh today's monday right that's like, racist so yeah it was last night it was not it was so we we're celebrating we we're celebrating the feast of saint anthony of padua very late mm. um and so we we ordered Italian food. By that I mean pizza and Italian ice. And uh, I played That's Amore once, and uh, we played Mario Kart. <laughs> oh! And that was the way we celebrated 
defeat Santhi in Padua. Also, Mario Kart on the Switch is the best Mario Kart. Absolutely. And so we played we played the Mario Kart Switch on the Switch. Um, and uh, Father Anthony is first of all very good and very terrifying at Mario Kart, and he beat me. I I only beat him in two races. Did you know? Have you heard the song? Um, uh, speaking of Italy, have you heard of Pavrotti? Yes. Pavarotti, you know, the, the, they're yeah. making a documentary about him. I kind of want to go see it. But he has this song. Well, it's like, did you know the first song, one of the first songs ever copyrighted is Funiculi Funicula? You know, you ever heard it before? Nope. Nope. It's an Italian song about the first funicular. Do you know what a funicular What's is? That? So it's like a gondola. It's like a gondola, but if it's it's on tracks attached to the mountain, you know, so you're kind of getting oh, a car. Oh, like it's a small world. Kind of. But there's this song about a funicular, and it's in Italian. And I uh, I have it in my liked songs on Spotify, and I listen to it every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's the song. It, it this, is right and just. It's the No, it's the the tune from, like, the Spider-Man 2 video game where you would deliver pizza. Larry's High Silk Hat. Oh, no way! Yeah, so that's a, that's like a really famous song, and it's the, the I first knew it because of Larry's High School Cat, which that video is hilarious, by the way. I just watched oh, it the yeah. other day. Do you remember how it's a, so funny a fat gourd sits on his hat at the very end? <laughs> that gourd is way fatter than you he, remember. And he, he goes to Gourd's gym. He does go to Gourd's gym, but I watched that video, really? and the gourd was twice the size as I remember him being. Like he is huge, and it took me by surprise, and I almost died. Oh, it was so funny. <laughs> it's like Marco Rubio's ears. It's all like over Marco again. Rubio's ears, except Man. it's a gourd on VeggieTales.com forward slash veggie. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. He is thick. Thick in the most <laughs> primal sense of the word. I love it. Oh my god. He doesn't even need to be on the bench. He just <laughs> needs to like stand his gravitational pull will like... collapse the hat. <laughs> Where, hey, Ethan, where does a 500-pound gourd sit? Anywhere at once. <laughs> That's a stupid joke. <laughs> it's originally a 500-pound gorilla. I'm still angry that my um, that my I see it, I like it, I want it, I got it tweet didn't do well. It did well. Uh, it got my, like 100 likes. That's not well enough. <laughs> and oh, then okay. I screenshot it and I sent it to our old pal Josh at Blimey Cow. Yeah. And to go into their meme review thing. And then I was like, I saw they posted another meme review. And at the end, he was like, hey, everybody, like, don't send memes to my DMs. And I was like, dang it. I just got Ouch. subtweeted in Ouch. a YouTube video. And I was like, listen, Josh. That dude, I he really we must hate friends. us then. Josh, I'm, and every, every time I interact with him, I'm worried he hates us even more than he already does. Downhill. <laughs> I had a nightmare once that I accidentally showed up like at his house and he was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, I'm so sorry. So yeah, the blimey cow hating us is um, the worst thing ever, but it's great. It's great for the homeschool kids because they get drama. Does he ever talk about our podcast? No, of course not. Oh, okay. You don't give, you don't give, you don't give smaller creators uh, clout. You don't do that. We don't talk about, we don't talk about people that have less followers than us on Twitter. That's fair. Yeah, um, it's it's how the internet works, man. It's okay. That's, you only no. you only rip on people that are more powerful than you, you only, because you then, only punch up. Yeah, you only punch up. I. Okay. 
do, do you have much else for this episode? No, not at all. We're done. Okay, yeah, great. Because I because I know we have to do two this week, and so I've got a lot more to say, but I want to like save it for the other show. I have a lot of stuff going on. Not yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta eke out like t- essentially two more episodes this week. Why do we, we have to do, do two week? episodes this week, Pat? Oh, because I'm going to Hawaii. Oh, on a youth ministry budget. That guy must <laughs> no, be so financially Phoebe, independent. Family, Phoebe's family is like super gracious. They said that I could come. I only had to buy my plane ticket. Oh, that's nice. And so, like, they're like, they're doing. We're doing a whole bunch of really cool things that, like, I definitely would not be able to do without. Are you going to go I'm jet skiing? Are you going very grateful? Get, no, we're going to go snorkeling. You're going to go to a luau. We are going to go to a luau I, on Monday night. Please, for all. The love of everything good and holy. I will wear a coconut Please bra. Please wear a coconut bra and a grass skirt <laughs> and send a picture to me so I can get it hung up and so I can look at it when we record the show. That is all <laughs> I want. Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that I needed that until you said it. And now I need it. Oh, I need it. I want it. I got it. What is it? Oh, man. I have it. Dude. Okay. Wow. Thank you. All right. Uh, make sure that you give us a, a couple bucks on Patreon so you can hear our live show that should be posted by the time this comes out. We were going to do one last week, but then Patrick decided to sabotage bring it up. my Please whole family. <laughs> I'm so angry. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to do a new live show on this Wednesday. It'll already be out by the time that you are listening to this. So if you want to hear it, hop on a Patreon. Give it literally just like a dollar a month. We'll get you access to it. Now $3 a month. Oh, my bad. It's $3 yeah. a month. And by that I mean ten. Um. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're I'm slowly raising the floor because of um because of the Catholic Man Show. They told us they told us to raise it higher because that was, of reasons. That was two years ago, just so you know. Yeah, I know it was two years ago, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, so I'm raising it, and in like in like maybe six months, we'll raise the floor up to five, just because like I don't know, I, I I underestimated how much effort things would be. Uh, yeah, things would be, and so it it comes it just comes down to like time spent versus cost yeah and all that stuff and so i i I don't i don't want to i don't want to milk our patrons but like but if if you one dollar or more will get you access to the facebook feed and the patreon feed i don't care about that but um the other stuff like live shows bonus podcasts mugs shirts stickers uh yeah that kind of stuff is going to be higher than it has been in the past prime cool what current patrons will be grandfathered absolutely Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? As the philosopher Robert Marley once said, baby, don't worry about a thing. Because everybody did. It's going to be alright. Was that Bob That was Coconut Brock, Patrick. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us when we pray for you. We will see you next week. Yes, it was Bob Marley. I have been vindicated. I knew it was Bob Marley the whole time.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.